Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, good morning, or good evening, good afternoon. Uh, Today is Monday, June 27. My name is Steve Durr, and I am your end-of-the-month host here on the Victory Point Podcast. Um, I'm excited this week for our my guest, um, Mandy Bender. Many of you know Mandy. She's been around for a while, but some of you might not. So, Mandy, can you just introduce yourself and, and yeah, tell us a little about who you are and, yeah, what Mandy's all about? Sure. Um, well, you know my name now, but um, <laughs> I'm married. My husband's name is Dave Bender, and I own a gym <clears throat> in Holland, in the Holland Heights, um, for two years now. So I do personal training through that. And we don't have any kids, but we have a lot of kids in the form of goats. Um, We live on a hobby farm. Um, We love the country and we just love being able to spend time doing those things like that. Um, We have too many chickens, but that's Dave's, you know, territory. So I just try to stay clear of them. But if you need any eggs, talk to him. All right. I was just going to ask you if you sell eggs or so. Yeah. Good. So how long have you guys been doing that chicken go, you know, hobby farm, as you called it. Right. So um, we've lived here in the house now that we're in about 15 years. Okay. So um, we've had goats, I'm going to guess around eight or so years okay. and then chickens. And it's just kind of added. We've got pigs, but we put them in our freezer every year. Okay. So um, it's kind <laughs> of the best kind of pig. So how self-sustainable. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did you guys get into that? Just fascinating. How did you get into hobby farming? Well, I grew up in Illinois, and so mm-hmm. my dad is still a farmer, and so I'm that farm girl you okay. know, that kind of was raised up. And so I've never been afraid of, you know, working in the field and, you know, doing those kind of things. So uh, it it just is one of those things where you have the property, you're like, let's okay. fill it, let's do stuff with it. Yeah. And I love animals, and Dave does too. So okay. um, we've done that, and we've added a dog in the last year. So okay. Lexi's kind of our our child and okay. spoiled <laughs> rotten, yeah. but oh, <laughs> that's kind of how it just happens. You know, yeah. you just find out what you love and you just do it. So yeah. good. Yeah. Well, if you listeners have any goat or, or uh, chicken related questions, feel free <laughs> to flag down uh, Dave or Mandy uh, on Sundays. So, well, um, as much as it's fun to talk about chickens and right. goats, we're here to talk about the, the word of God. And so for those of you who are new to the podcast, um, at Victory Point, we read the same passage every day as a congregation through our Victory Point uh, Bible reading plan, and this podcast kind of supplements that. So hopefully um, you have already read today's passage before listening to this podcast. If not, it'd be great to pause and read 2 Kings 5, 1 through 14 yourself, and then restart the podcast. Um, but this op- is an opportunity for you just to hear two people um, just talking about what the scripture is saying to them. Um, we are not theologians or, you know, I, well, I've never been, I don't know if you've been yeah, to seminary. Nope. Yeah, so, um, so it's just kind of our take on what the spirit is saying to us. So um, we're going to do that. So we're going to start out with 2 Kings 5, uh, 1 through 14. This may be a common, uh, a familiar story to some of you. But I'm going to read it, and then we'll we'll talk about it. So, um, 2 Kings 5, 1 through 14. Now, Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded, because he, uh, though through him the Lord had given victory to Aram, he was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. 
Now bands from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means, go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you so that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read this letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come unto me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go, wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought he would surely come out to meet me and stand and call in the name of the Lord of God, wave his hand over the spot, and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abna, Abana and Parfar, the rivers of Damascus, better than any waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be clean, cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, uh, some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times. And as the man of God had told him, and his, his flesh was restored, and he became clean like a young boy. All right. So, yes. Mandy, what did you get when you read this? What does the Spirit saying to you? What, what kind of struck your fancy? So I, a couple things jump out to me, but the first thing is um, sometimes we need the push of others to get us on track. Oh, sure. So we see that Nahum in the beginning, it which it also occurs to me, like it says how great of a man his master thought he was. And then, and, but he had leprosy. Yeah. yeah. Like that was an afterthought where yeah. in, I've always thought like, and you know, we see that if somebody has leprosy, they're, you know, they're unclean. And right. They go up and they live in the mountains because if they're, you know, this scabs and then, you know, you can't be near anybody, but here he's, he's, a you know, he's got a master. Yeah. And so my thought is, wouldn't Nam want to be healed and cleansed of that? But it yeah. took his servant girl, his wife's servant girl yeah. to say, Hey, you know, you can get help, go to this man. And yeah. then once he went to Elijah, Elijah said, you know, the king of Israel, um, sorry, tells the king of Israel to have Nam come to him for healing. So he goes to the king and then Nam is sent to Elijah and Elijah's like, here, do this. But he's still not satisfied. Right. Yeah. And so then it takes Nahum's servant to put him in check almost again. Yeah. All right. And say, you know, like, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. You know, it should, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter how it's done as long as, you know, you're healed. The father, you know, wants to heal you. So um, those are kind of the first points I thought of when I read that. It's like, it takes, you know, a community or it takes, you know, others to sometimes, lead us back into beginning on track. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's some of the things that jumped out to me as well, just um, the role of 
um, lesser people, if you will. So Naam was this great army leader. You know, he was mighty and highly regarded um, and a little bit arrogant, too, to say, I'm not going to be healed that way. But first of all, it took a servant girl, like you said, from Israel to say, no, there is a way to be healed. Someone can heal you. And then his own servants, like I said, kept him in check. Was that like, if the prophet had said, do some grand thing, you would have done that no problem. So, you know, why wouldn't you do this, even though it's it's humbling? So um, for the servant girl, these servants to kind of speak out to their boss, um, it takes a lot of courage. Right, um, yeah. And just it was it's interesting how, how God used those lesser people, if you will, to humble um, this great warrior, this great, you know, person that the king respected and said, oh, yeah, you do what you need to do to be healed. So, yeah, that was something that. No, that's yeah, a good point. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, you don't have to be this grand theologian to do yeah. a podcast, right. or, you know, yeah. or anything like that. You you just can just be a normal human being that yeah. has purpose. We all do with Christ, you know, yeah. and, you know, we all have something to contribute. And just like those servants, even though they're servants and considered lower, you know, yeah. they, they definitely played a part in this. Yeah. Yeah. Good. What was something else? You said that that was one of the things. Yeah. So it struck me how when he was visiting with Elijah, he, Elijah tells him how he can get healed. Yeah. But it's like, that wasn't good enough. No. Um, mm-hmm. He wanted it. He thought it would be a certain way. Yeah. And being from Illinois, I thought of it's like saying like, oh, I'm going to go get cleansed in the muddy Mississippi. Right. Or I'm going to go up to Lake Superior and where I could get cleansed, which is like one of the clearest lakes. Yeah. And it's like, um, which one? Would... So you hear him say this, but then you also think like, dude, you have leprosy. You're like, right. does it matter? And so yeah. um, often we see, I this is the point I got from it, is often we see God out in prayer and are discouraged when it doesn't mm. come out the way we wanted it to. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, man, you're going to get healed. Does it matter? Um, but I've been caught in that too. Yeah. Like, we're like, um, this is not what I had in mind, you yeah. know? And so um, it reminds me of that. I don't know if you know that story of um, uh, where there's a rescuer. It's, it's called the drowned man. And so okay. he's, he's out in the water and, you know, he's like, God, help me. And so he sends a boat. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. and the guy's like, you know, I'm good. I'm just waiting for God to, you know, rescue me or whatever. And he sends a helicopter. And he's like, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then when he, he drowns, he gets to heaven. It's like, where were you, God? And he was like, well, I sent you the boat. I sent you the helicopter. Yeah. You know, it's like it wasn't his idea of being rescued. Yeah. And so it just kind of reminded me that in, in that scenario. So, yeah. yeah. You know, that's that's good. Too. I, I saw that the story is kind of... Um, Again, Nahum's arrogance that he was too good for things. Even mm-hmm. when when he went to see Elijah, Elijah didn't come out. He sent a messenger to to, to so Nahum didn't even see Elijah, and he was upset about that. You know, I figured he'd come out and wave his hand over me. But just that, you know, that's something that we need to also consider that you know God's not going to necessarily answer things the way we want Him to. He's going to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that you you pointed out too, because it was easy for me to read the story and say, oh. Naaman's bad because he's arrogant and without right. reflecting back on, on me. So, um, and then, and that was another thing that I did appreciate is just all that Elijah did, um, was to, to downplay his role in it mm-hmm. and, and, um, exalt God's role in it. Um, you know, just saying, you know, I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to see this man. So there's no way that Naaman can say, give me credit. I mean, right. he didn't even see me. My servant went out. Um, 
And um, uh, and again, he he had said, you know, I'm going to do this so that Naaman will will know that there's a well. It says knows there's a prophet in Israel, which means that there is a God in Israel mm-hmm. and the prophet is that. So just you know, Elijah removed himself from the equation um, so that Naaman could only give credit to God and not to him. And I think that's important for us as yes. we um, as we go about the call that God's given us. We'll talk more about this later this week to do everything in a way that gives glory to God, mm-hmm. downplays our role in that. So, yeah. Good. I like those points. Yeah. Anything else? Other thoughts? Um, I just think that um, with our relationship with God, when we pray, um, God helps those who help themselves. Mm. Um, you know, like God is not this genie out there that we call upon, you know, this magical genie that, yeah. like, oh, we want this, or can you do this for me? And, and we, you know, we need something or we, you know, from God and we seek him out in that we need to do our part too. Yeah. We don't just ask it and just sit back, mm-hmm. you know, we need to be active yeah. in, in our prayer life, not just verbally, but physically too. Yeah. And so. Yeah. I think yeah, that's kind of, you know, what I got out of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we we often want him to wave his hand like Naaman mm-hmm. saying, but instead we need to go out and do something. We have to, you know, go in the river seven times or whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be. So um and that also, you know, again is a good reminder that his healing or whatever it is might take a time. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be instant. So seven times, you know, in the I don't know, you know how long it took him to physically do that if he just dunked seven times or whatever. but there was a process and yes. so there's a time delay so good well that was a lot packed into it was yes into <laughs> trip, which is good um do you have any thoughts or challenges that you want to leave with our listeners before we sign off for today um so yeah um one of the thoughts i put down and was and this for me as well is um we all have our, if you will, quoted, you know, leprosy yeah. in our life, um, whether that's could be you know, greed or um, arrogance, like you said, yeah. or lust, or even just time in your schedule um, mm-hmm. that doesn't leave room for God in the day. And I get, you know, caught up in that too when it's time. It's like, yeah. well, I have this, this, and this. I'm a, a list person. So I want yeah. to accomplish my list and cross off all of that. And so I want to finish that before I leave time or, or anything else in between yeah. those four, four things. And so my, my challenge for myself and maybe anyone who's listening is, um, whatever that leprosy in your life may be, if we go to God for healing, it doesn't matter how it's accomplished. He will heal yeah. and, um, he will answer in his proper time. Yeah. And so we just have to sit back and be patient. Yeah. That. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you, Mandy, for your thoughts on that today and that challenge. That's a good one. And so um, just to our listeners as a, as a blessing, know that you have a God who wants to hear from you, who longs to heal you um, and wants to be a part of your life. And so just uh, rest easy in that. And um, as the word uh, number six says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. 
If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.